hi and welcome to Sweetman Podcast. We're up to episode eight here, and uh, I'm Simon Sweetman. I'm I'm your host. I'm uh, the person who goes out and finds people to talk to. In this case, it was Mel Parsons. She's a singer-songwriter, musician, and uh, she's got three albums um, to her name. She the most recent is Drylands, and uh, I I think it's great. And you can go to my Off the Track site to read. My, my review about that, I, I love that album and I think it got pretty good notices around the country. Um, I first saw her play a few years ago now on a tour with Anika Ma and uh, and I, I instantly liked, I mean I knew her other album but I seeing her live I instantly liked her, her voice and her kind of presence within the songs and I just sort of like what she's about. So she's got a tour um, coming up. She's playing with Julia Deans. Julia Deans is actually the opening act, and then I think they might even be going to do some stuff together on the stage. So, so Mel came round in full um, promo publicity mode, but we got to have a little bit of a, you know, as is the point of this podcast, a bit of a longer chat. So we talked about the new album, we talked about the tour, we ticked off all those things, but we also talked a bit about music making and where she grew up and what she's sort of trying to do and 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 what's what what she has done what's happened and what inspires her and uh you know as, as has been the case so far i really enjoyed this one it's a good chat and uh and mel's a real talent and you'll hear some of her music in this podcast too uh so let's go now and have a listen this is mel parsons you're the rock when i just came find the rock and roll yeah, I kind of feel that's sort of the aim with this is to have a conversation around stuff that people are doing. Yeah, cool. And I don't know, because do you, how many interviews have you done today? Uh, this is, a, I just got off the plane. Oh, right. Well, are you, are you going to do a bunch uh, of things over the next? two today and then three today and then two yeah. three tomorrow. So you end up saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, New, yeah. New Zealand is good though because you end up talking about interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I know I've I've done um, I've had a couple of days where I've been interviewed more than once, and you end up repeating yourself. Yeah, yeah, for the, you know, everyone does. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. And also something sticks, and you go, yeah, yeah. Oh, you go, oh, that, that was quite good. <laughs> I, you work, know, yeah. yeah, that worked. I, I, I yeah. I've never thought about that before. And yeah. So you get um, so when does the tour start? Uh starts on October the twenty eighth. Mm. Um, at the Tauranga Arts Festival. Yeah. And uh, finishes finishes on the fifth of November. So it's only it's only actually five shows. So mm-hmm. it's um, Tauranga mm-hmm. Nelson and then Auckland Wellington Christchurch. Yeah. And is it you and Julia for? Uh yeah. So Julia Julia and I. So Jules will play. Uh, she's actually playing support. Strangely enough. Um. So she's going to do a solo set to open, and then I will have a full band. So I'll have a five piece. Oh right. So five piece band for. Yeah. And same band as. Last time, similar, per, similar, similar. Yeah, just uh, what have I got? Uh, Who's in the Jerry, lineup? So Jerry, Paul, yep. uh, who we were just speaking of, yes. um, on guitars and all things strings, and then Aaron Stewart, who I've played with uh, for since forever, really on on bass, double bass, and electric, and uh, Julia Dean is going to jump in on guitar and, and harmonies, and then uh, my cousin actually, Jed, Jed Parsons, is going to play drums. Okay. Yeah, cool. Let's let's talk about the album first because sure. that's still um, a going concern. Given that you're yeah, off, thank you're you. off, well, I well for a couple of reasons. Yeah. It's, it's not that long ago. Yeah. But it's um, it, you're obviously pushing it by going and doing these shows again. Yeah. And then um, the silver scroll, uh, the yeah, the, the silver scroll thing. So yeah, sure. Um, but how long 
when did the album sort of come about for you? Like, how long did you work on it? Uh, well, it's sort of a, a bit of a funny thing, the album. I mean, and realistically, it's probably ever since the last one came out, you mm. know, so that, mm. um, whatever that was, three-year period in between uh, my second album and this new one, you know, is when the ideas start sort of gestating and, you know, you know start tucking all things mm. away. Mm. But um, it wasn't until, when was it? Um, February last year, I I went in for a session, just a day in here with Lee, with Lee Preble, who engineered the album um, mm. at the surgery, and just I I'd worked with Lee before, but I just wanted to just bash around a few ideas and just um, get a couple of people into the studio, and so I did that, and then I decided in February, it's not a very deadline-based um, sort of goal-oriented person, so I had to. In February I booked October, so I booked the studio time in October. I hadn't written the album yet, but mm. I knew that I would as soon as I had booked it. Yeah, yeah, so give yourself that, totally. that deadline. Yeah. yeah, you need that, so, or I do anyway. So then I spent, um, and then I was away for a good chunk, uh, but I had a couple of months just solid, fairly solid writing, so every day I'd be in the afternoons just spend as much time as I could mm. just working on the new stuff. We did and that was in winter, so... Where did um, Jerry come into things? Because he's obviously quite a crucial component yeah. of that. Out- yeah. Well, I mean, everyone is everyone on that is on it plays so well and all of that. But he yeah. he seems to me to be quite a crucial component to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jerry. Jerry. Funnily enough, though, Jerry and I didn't actually start working together until um, September. Like just before we made the album, Jerry came on a um, a tour with me. I was on an arts on tour trip right around, so it was a hideous number of shows and mm. um, you know playing all sorts and we performed as a duo and the idea was that we so by then I had all the, all the songs written and so it was just you know but using it to road test them so we um, yeah so we played yeah we just played all the new material through through that time and and, and worked out um, not completely but we had it had it, that way we had a good direction when we went into the studio and we came back we finished that tour it was around this time actually last year sort of 5th of October or something, and then we had a week, literally a week off, and then we were straight into the studio for three weeks, So, mm. which is how I wanted to do it, like I really wanted to be, like we were, we were obviously after being, you know, that many shows, we were super yeah. tight and everything's, you know, we didn't need to rehearse, so yeah, we, yeah. we were just able to go straight in and um, get the band together, and, so, and Jerry co-produced the album as well, so we, um, yeah, we had a lot of fights, no, yeah. <laughs> no it was good, no, it was great, we had, we, we um, we have a lot of good banter. Yeah, he's yeah. very clever. Yeah, clever musician. So fab. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, tell me about the Silver Scroll, sort of being nominated, being or being a finalist. Do that mean? What does that mean? Um, a lot of publicity, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great actually. It, do you think it does translate into, or do you know that it does translate into some sales and or, or some or I some mean, what, it, what do we call it now? Some views and some yes, clicks, some, hits, some clicks, hits. Yeah, yeah, clicks, yeah. Sort of clicks, some yeah. YouTube follows. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny thing. It's very hard to quantify all of those things, mm. isn't it? It's like sort of advertising. You never know which is the thing that yeah, what's hitting. People, but, yeah, but it definitely. Um, you know, from that point of view, it's definitely... Your name's out there. Yeah, yeah, it just helps with, on another level for that stuff. But but the, the actual Silver Scrolls, it was definitely... Um, yeah, it was really cool to be... I mean, I, I was surprised to see 
to be in that top 20 so then and I was like great you know this is really cool to make the top 20 and, mm. and really that was as far Cause as what I Because what do they whittle it down from these days huh? I mean it's sort of God knows what open the, isn't it yeah. like it can be uh, probably up to a couple of hundred or something yeah, yeah I don't know a hundred-ish or whatever yeah something like that I'm yeah. not sure actually what the, how mm. that goes what the process is but then I think the top 20 is uh, whittled down by a panel yeah, it is. I don't know who is on the panel or what that is, but um, I, I used to be for. A oh, bit. did you? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. You I had nothing to do. I have. I pulled out a while ago. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was silly. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, but so it was great. Yeah, I mean, just, just to be on there was was awesome. But then, so I was very surprised and and pretty stoked really to be mm. in the. Yeah, well, I mean, I I thought it was silly because of the way that I don't actually think the awards silly or anything like that. I think it's one of the few awards that's that we hand out that kind of might mean something but the process was a bit silly in the whittling down where you had to rank a first to fifth even if even if you didn't consider it's actually it's the same with all the New Zealand right. music awards they do it that way even yeah. if you don't think that you know you might only think that there's one two or three shining right. candidates so you end up having to sort of give someone the vote that you may actually not, not be into not it be at into. all yeah, right. so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah I'm, I'm quite glad in a way that I don't have any idea don't, don't, any of it sorry we'll so just, just ignore that yeah, yeah. Um, but well I was just I, I was quite fascinated with this year because I felt like the the it got hijacked a little bit by that 1981 lost yeah, yeah, which you know they were great that was great that like was it was great, great yeah. candidates and yeah. and uh, and I also think they gave it to the right um, song and I didn't think that they were going to I kind yeah. of worried that that counting the beat wasn't going to win and yeah. I, I sort of feel like it, it deserved to yeah so that was cool um, but then someone said to me, like a day or two before, in fact, in fact, I think I bumped into Jerry and he said, oh, I'm off, off to Silver Scrolls. And I was like, why? You know, <laughs> he goes, well, we, we, we're nominated, you know, Mel's nominated. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I, so I, I had no idea yeah. what the finalists were because yeah, right. I, I, for me, it had been hijacked by that 1981 thing. Yeah. So then I went back and looked up the finalists and I went... Well, this is a pretty good bunch, actually. I it's a, it's so. a really good. I thought it's it was, a nice range. And it was actually pretty plus pick, plus thought. Lord because I think yeah. her one was a bit um, a bit of an international achievement thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure, you know, but whatever. But yeah. um, but the other songs, I was like, well, these are all you know. Yeah. I sort of feel like I probably know who's going to win here, but yeah. but and probably you know deservedly in that. But yeah. what a good bunch of songs and nice to see. A kind of stylistic range. Yeah, it was a eh? yeah. I thought that too. Actually, it was it was um, it was interesting. I thought for the eight, for the eighty one thing, I was actually got, I was thinking it would be no depression, which I, that's probably my favourite. That would be my well. It's a good. I mean, yeah. It, but it also tally ho, like it's a very strong. strong I kind of think yeah, yeah so. it was. I would have. I kind of think um, anything. Uh, I was going to say anything can happen, but any any one of those could have yeah. won, and it would have been okay. Yeah, fully. Um, but then I sort of things like Tally Ho's a, a lot of fun, but I don't know if compositionally it's a award-winning song. Yeah, right. Whereas I sort of think Counting the Beat has been forgotten about a bit because it sort of lived in advertising purgatory, yeah, and it, yeah, but yeah. it's actually a really clever, snappy yeah. little song that. Yeah, you know, totally. I think, and and and, 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 and a great achiever, time, great achievement. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so I kind of thought that, and, and you know, and 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 Phil Judd has kind of been, um, I think, again, perhaps a little bit unfairly, kind of marginal, kind of forgotten. Right. You know, people don't reference his sort of musical worth 
I think, often enough these days. So for him to get a little bit of yeah, kudos totally. was, you know, there was that too. Yeah. You know, everyone loves the clean. Everyone, or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they've got their audience and people dig them and they're yeah. influential and reverential and, you know, so I think they're doing okay anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's, there's No Depression was the other one that I thought that was yeah. probably going to... So, see, yeah. see, it did hijack. It did really yeah, hijack yeah. it, didn't but, it? But, uh, I didn't really mind, you know. I thought it was, I guess it was the 50th anniversary. Yeah. And it seemed yeah. like a fitting. I mean, I was born in 1981, so it was a good year. Mm. Okay, well let's, <laughs> well, let's go there then. When did you grow up and, and where did you, when did you first, we know when, but where, what, what sort of got you into music? Um, and where were you in the world? Well, I grew up on the west coast of the South Island. Um, I grew up on a farm there. And, yeah, we all, I mean, we always had, there was always music around when we were kids. Mum played a bit of the piano and, um, you know, there was always music on. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we, as kids, we all started playing the piano when we were, I don't know, five, five or so and carried on. And, yeah, that was sort of, but that when, was it, really. When did you notice? Uh, when did it, when did it sort of mean something more than that for you? When did you know, when, when when did you become aware of music as something you listen? You know, you listen to. You maybe you bought, you owned, um, or you just you know you fixated on beyond. Yeah, that's family sing songs. Yeah, I I suppose I I think probably initially it was with the piano. Like once mm. once I was I I had always um, I always learnt by ear and I think and I remember I had a particularly nice piano teacher and, and I which was you know which was good because it was always fun but probably I needed someone a bit stricter you know because I would always just say I would always ask him if he could just play that again and I would watch and listen rather mm. than read mm. so that, so as a result my reading is, is terrible but I picked up so I play by ear mm. reasonably well so I, I suppose when I was, at, you know, right through primary school, I used to love just making things up on the piano. So I used to, mm. you know, it was pretty rainy on the West Coast, so we spent a lot of time inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how long were you there for? Uh, my whole childhood, yeah. I didn't, right. I didn't leave until I, was, until I finished school. Yeah. And then what, what happened when you finished school? Go uh, off to, to study? Yeah, well, I went to, I had a year at the School of Music, mm-hmm. the Nelson School of Music, um, straight out of school. And that was cool, really, because it wasn't until then, like, bef- before that I, I had just assumed that I would go to university and I would probably do law or something, mm. you know, mm. a science degree or whatever. You didn't whatever. think you'd make music I didn't, in no, any no. active sense where you're, you're pushing it like you're yeah. sitting here talking to me now. Yeah, exactly. Nominated for a civil spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you d- I didn't really know, but I, I remember there was one point. I mean, I, I, I'd always loved it, and, and probably in that year before I finished school, I remember I played my first gig ever in the sense of ever getting paid to play and I remember mm. I, I, I used to work um, as a kitchen hand in a bar when I was at high school and I got one day the bar and asked me if I you know because obviously they knew that I was keen on, on on playing and singing and they asked me if I would if I wanted to do a gig and I was like oh my god yeah and, and then and then you know that would be so amazing you know to play a gig and and then she said and, and we'll pay you we'll pay yeah. you 50 bucks and I just couldn't yeah. believe it I was like <laughs> Bucks? Yeah. Are you serious? Like, yeah. oh, you know, the stars are just kind of aligned <laughs> for me. You know? I, I I remember that feeling. I got yeah. fifty bucks for a gig the first time I got paid. It was amazing that fifty bucks was a thing. Yeah, you know, it was yeah, exactly. a, something to actually be really excited about. Totally. So that was, and I remember, <laughs> um, 
you know, and then I subsequently, you know, played some more bits and pieces. But I still, it was once when I was um, with some friends of my sisters and we were sitting around a campfire somewhere. And I remember, you know, and I would, you know, teenager just kind of playing away yeah. and singing my songs. And, and I remember overhearing, and, and this wasn't to me, but I overheard a friend of my sisters say, oh, you know, she's, she's really good. She could be a professional one day. And I just, I was like, Ah, oh, I've actually ne- oh, I've that's never thing. Really, yeah, yeah, I could... yeah, 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 hadn't thought about it, and then I was like, oh, maybe, because I suppose also I didn't really know if I could sing. I think mm-hmm. I know I knew that I enjoyed it. Yeah, but you didn't I, know how it translated. Totally, yeah. because and of course you know because it's hard to know that. <laughs> generally, and people you know people don't tell you too fast. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah. Suck sort of yeah. thing. So so yeah. maybe you know maybe all this time yeah. I was just singing away and people going that's nice, dear. You know. Yeah. But you know, uh, yeah, it seemed to get. I, get, I don't know, I guess it, once I worked out that I had a voice and, and that, that I could possibly, probably okay, do it so, for a job. So how did you work that out? Like just... Well, I guess I went Doing so, it more and... Yeah, I guess, it, well, I first of all, once I got... Um, I got accepted into music school, yeah. which at the time was like, oh my God, I've been accepted, you know, mm, oh, crazy. Mm, mm. I think I made this really, uh, unfortunately, it's probably still around somewhere, an old VHS, you know, <laughs> VHS tape of me, yeah. like, doing a... Um, doing an audition god I actually am going red even thinking about it it was must have been so bad was it your own song or a cover um, or do you not what I, were you? I can't I think it was probably like a cover and a uh, yeah, and an own song uh, yeah. sort of probably in the style of rock quest so yeah, yeah. pretty awful this um, is a song I wrote and then this is a song I felt I could have wrote yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so that is, has been immortalised somewhere but yeah I, I guess when I um once I had, once I started at music school and we were, pl- you know, we were gigging every week and, and, you know, I was just re- with musicians all day. I was going to say, is it that whole thing of like-minded people meeting, you know, yeah. other people that are finding, you know, probably similarly, not quite sure that that's what they're going to do yeah. for good, but ho- starting to think this might be possible. And... I think so. I think just seeing that, that it, yeah, first of all, seeing that it's a possibility. Yeah. And... Um, you know, because I remember, like, mum and dad were always awesome they were, in terms of, you know, being supportive, and they, you know, always just said, I'll go for it, you know, great stuff. But I remember, you know, sort of other family friends or, you know, the odd uncle or whatever saying, oh, well, that's nice, you know, that you're having a little muck around with some music, <laughs> you know, what what are you actually going to do? Are you yeah. going to be a teacher? Or, you know, yeah. and, and just this, and in a way, I think I'm quite sort of stubborn, a stubborn sort of person, and I think in a way that probably just... <laughs> fuel the fire a little bit more yeah. you know like actually I, I'm i pretty sure that I can do it and once yeah. I set you know once I sort of set out on a path it's really hard to turn around yeah. so um, when does it become real for you that that's I'm a singer songwriter I'm a musician I'm gonna make an album I'm, or I'm gonna book a tour or well it actually to be honest it took me a little while to, yeah. get, to get it all together so I, I was at um in Nelson, I was there for a year at the School of Music, and then I had a year off, and I was doing some dabbling in a bit of music teaching, and I went to Australia and went and just buggered around, you know, mm. as you do. And then I came back, and I ended up, um, I applied to go to Mainz in Auckland, so which is the Music mm-hmm. and Audio Institute. Uh, so I had had a year up there, and and with Harry Lyon and all those guys, mm. and that was awesome. That's still my best definitely my best study experience and I still recommend you know that's where I push all any young musos that say we should for getting to grips with a little bit more sort of 
the mechanics yeah, behind. I think it's just maybe reality. not behind the scenes, but yeah, like a bit more of a realistic. I think it's just reality because all the guys that work there, all, all, all the tutors are. They're all working musos, you yeah. know. So they're not, they're not. There's no sort of highfalutin. I, was I mean, say, there so is a, there is an academic side to it, but it's yeah. not like, you know, you're not writing a six thousand word essay on something. You're actually. But it's also not selling like a fake glamour or anything. Totally. Like that. I think they're seeing the reality of like totally. these are working musicians yeah. who've in some cases been in really good bands, still are, yeah. still working, yeah. and they're turning up here to teach, totally. and they're making ends meet between. Yeah. These things, but they're passionate about it. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that place, I found that really inspiring to see. Yeah, just to see those guys teaching and then, um, you know, and because they know a lot it. too. You yeah, know, you totally. Should, yeah. yeah. So they, you know, there were a lot of. Um, I got a lot out. I was just there for a year. I got a lot out of that, and then I, I transferred over. Probably because I was in my early twenties and I didn't know what to do. Um, I transferred over to Auckland Uni and finished off with a um, performing arts degree there. And, yeah. In popular music. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all, it's all. I'm qualified. I'm yeah, totally qualified. Yeah, you're totally qualified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was gonna say it's all very music focused. You yeah. didn't, you didn't go off and do that law degree. You didn't. I didn't. No, I mean I studied a few other things that you yeah, yeah. I did history and yeah. anthropology and blah blah blah. But yeah. no, I didn't. I haven't. Um, I haven't sidetracked too far. I mean, I had once. Anthropology is a good one for a musician. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Totally. Well, I mean, that's yeah. sort of what we. <laughs> Exactly, it's the one, the one for anyone, yeah, yeah, yeah in that sense. Yeah, um, but I suppose, yeah, once I finished uni, I, I, I think I still hadn't realised at that time that time is of the essence and, you know, you, you best get stuck and now I was still kind of floating around going, oh, well, I'll just, yes, I'm a musician, you know, and I was mm. playing gigs at that stage and I'd done, I'd done various recordings and yeah. bits and pieces, but I hadn't, I think at that time I thought that somebody would come along and say, great you're a great musician you've got great songs here yeah, i'll mm. take you and yeah, i'll yeah, set yeah. it all up and do it and yeah. i was i suppose for for a period there i was probably waiting in a way just thinking okay well it's got to happen for me soon you know i'm putting all this work in i'm doing gigs and but um i wondered if you were part of um um a group of people in new zealand that saw the likes of beck runger and anika moa and brooke fraser and went a little bit like what you're just what you're saying then and went like well when's my turn kind of thing totally. not so much that that's the treadmill or anything like that but just that these well, people that was these the pathway pe- that we saw more a pathway that's totally. right like that yeah. these people have achieved yeah. they have and in all three yeah. cases they're being sort of picked up yeah. and groomed a little helped along yeah. the way and yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and I think because it was that real time and I, I think it kind of still is a little bit but but, it, but there was that real sort of time where the Kiwi female singer-songwriter seemed to be a thing for yeah. probably both better and worse. So yeah. I, I sort of always felt, writing about it myself, I always worried how much we lumped people in together. together because just because of, just, yeah, 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 which, yeah, which yeah, I know still right. happens and, yeah. and, and has always happened. Welcome but, to the yeah. world of being a female folk singer. Well, yeah. I'd say welcome <laughs> to the world of being a female, probably, yeah. pro- probably as well, yeah. you know, like yeah. w- with regard to... You know why does it have to be a female filmmaker oh, or a female exactly. a female businesswoman? Oh <laughs> I've had some hilarious questions. I had I had people said things like, "So what's it like to be a female in the music industry?" Yeah, well, I've like, never been a male, so I've been a female since the start. So I really have nothing to compare that to. I'm afraid, you know. I think yeah. I think I mean as I say, I still lapse into it. I think the way you framed that mostly it's sort of a well-intentioned question around of course, because acknowledging we're a acknowledging yeah. the fact yeah. that. It is somehow still a thing that there is, yeah. and and also the other side of that is, 
I think some people almost think of female singer-songwriter as a genre, (laughs) which again is is for better and worse, I think, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. Mm. But yeah, with, I mean, I guess that that, that major label thing, as you say, Mm. like, Beck was when I was... Um, yeah, I'm just thinking it would have been very formative because she would have totally. was the so that, sort of first. That, that was that. when I was um, just before I left high school, so she yeah. was blowing up then. And then Anika, who was more, because she was Anika went to the Nelson School of Music the year before I did, right, for a short time, and then she was blowing up around that time. And then yeah. Brooke, Brooke Fraser was obviously later. Yeah, yeah. At, around the time that I was at university, she she sort of went mm. huge. So that's right. There was this that was Those sort of what you saw yeah. as sort of the epitome of this is how it works sort of thing. And I think the indie. Well, you know, the independent stuff. I mean, it was obviously happening, and it's been happening here for a long time. But it, to me, it hadn't. I hadn't twigged that mm. that that was what I had to do, and that was yeah. how it was going to go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It still took me quite a few years. I mean, you know, I went uh, after university, went overseas for a couple of years, and and, and buggered around, and and um, you know, still still playing music all the time, and, and, and you know, playing gigs, and but travelling and doing other things. And so you say, um, doing gigs. Were you? doing covers or a mixture or were you totally folk, like uh, writing your own stuff it would depend what? on what the show was really. okay so yeah. you're doing some money gigs like yeah. some this is just yeah. bread, and, bread and butter yeah yeah a little bit like not not a huge amount of that like i definitely did that earlier on when like when i was at so um, you weren't turned like if someone came to you with a attractive offer to go and play a show that required i'm sure I would have done you would have done it kind I'm of sure thing. yeah yeah, yeah bound to have, yeah, yeah. You should see me now. God yeah. no. God no. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 I would have been. I mean, I was I sort of, you know, I was skiing in the winters. And um, and so, you know, we played play lots of resort shows, which meant, you know, it was a good idea to yeah. play. Get some, some familiar stuff in there. Play. Yeah. And so you would sort of lace that through your set, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it was, I suppose um, 2007 was when, or end of 2007 was when I started working on my first um, first album and I think around that time I realised that nothing was going to happen you know there was no, nobody was coming mm. sort of thing, mm. nobody was mm. coming along to sort of sweep sw- yeah, me yeah, up yeah. and you... sign me because there was this, always this thing of being signed, yes you know, that's right when are you going to get signed and it's like <laughs> what am I signing like, yeah, yeah. anyway but yeah. you know and now of course the industry has even in that short, short space yeah, of time does... you know seven years or so, seven or eight years, the industry has swung so It generally doesn't far. mean anything to be signed. It's probably better if you're not, if exactly. anything, well, I mean, in you, terms of your freedom and your... Totally. And your, I mean, you look at look at, the, at your peers who, um, well, you know, like Anika and, and, and people who have been, yeah. come from sort of the pinnacle, you know, from the mm. big major label deals, mm. and you know, now they're all independent. Yeah, so. Dave Dobbin, they want, yeah. you know, indie, you know, they want to be able to pursue what they want to be able to pursue yeah. rather than rather than something that can be tagged to a film or yeah. or you know linked with an advertising campaign yeah and, well yeah. i mean and that sort of that kind of works when you're selling hundreds of thousands of cds but because mm. that because no, of that no whole shift yeah. in the industry now it's like well do i need you yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you seem to be kind of um a little bit your own boss your own publicist your own sort of but have you got people helping you now with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I am. I'm still the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do have, like, I have a publicist. Yeah. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. That's my least favourite thing. Yeah, yeah. Publicity. I yeah. have done publicity for yeah. 
tours that I've done, but it's hard yakka and it's definitely easier when someone else does it. So, um, yeah, I, I have people that I that I call in for, depending on what's going on, you know, basically just like contractors. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously when it's, you know, when I'm not touring or when I'm, I don't need, you know. But I was wondering, because I, I, like, had, did you pick up any skills in that area or was that just learned on the job I need to promote my show so I can't pay anyone I'm going to do it or did or is that something that you kind of picked up through those courses and or through was there anyone that you worked with that kind of or just just work it out yourself no I think it's a I think it's a learn by doing thing I think you could study until the cows come home and and still have no idea actually I I don't even mean um study but just the awareness that you're going to need to do it yeah, I guess early on. Like, I I did have a publicist right from... Uh, that was one thing I worked out that I would need mm-hmm. somebody to help me with that stuff because I didn't have, the you know, the contacts for starters. But um, um, I... Yeah, I knew that that would be a pretty key thing. Would yeah. be to have, because I, was start, I had no profile when I came back from overseas. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't have one before, you know. So yeah, yeah, It was yeah, right at the you're, start you're for me. So trying, yeah, yeah, it's the start. You're so building I, a profile. I could definitely see straight away that that mm-hmm. was what I need. I mean... It, because the you know as you know the the only point of, of of you know pursuing a greater profile is for the cause you know like yeah. no, nobody would nobody would why would you you know mm-hmm. nobody wants a profile unless there's a point to it you know like we want people to be well, basically we need to get people to shows and we need people yeah. to buy the music so that yeah. you know that I, I could always see uh, right from the start that those were fairly crucial to the whole thing actually working yeah and yeah. I think also at that time when I first. Like even before I'd started, before I put that first album out, I set up a company and I decided that mm. this was going to be it, and I was just going to throw everything into it and not do anything else because that would just sidetrack me, mm-hmm. and it, I'd been sidetracked enough, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I sort of feel like with you, that tour you did with Anika, where it was just the two of you, yeah, so, like doing solo sets yeah. essentially, yeah, was quite an important, important stepping stone for you to where you're at now that might just be my perception of it I think probably because it's the first time I saw you perform yeah um because we must actually that was 2010 so that was um yeah, yeah I mean obviously um Anika aside from being awesome and, and a great friend of mine she, she's she is so well loved you know like yeah. she's an awesome huge audience much yeah. bigger than mine and so you're able to tap into that oh, feed off that definitely and, so and playing I, support for that show that tour was was definitely and I imagine she's got you know, I mean I, I know Anika and I've seen her play a bunch of times including just just recently yeah, which yeah. was fantastic yeah. but she's um, probably got a lot you can pick up in terms of Obviously, she does a banter. Yeah. You know, anyone Definitely. would be an idiot to try and replicate the way she does yeah. it. But, <laughs> That's right, but yeah. just seeing the payoff of that. Oh, totally. Yeah, as well as her playing and her, you know, yeah. her ability, her, her voice and her songwriting and, and whatever, you know, stagecraft. Absolutely. But, yeah, no, she's a master of it, really. Mm. Stagecraft and, and, and an audience. She can hold them. She can have any audience. Tease them. She's <laughs> yeah. got them and, she, and she's, you know, as you say, nobody would want to replicate that because she she's so borderline with so much stuff. Well, it's but, her personality, isn't yeah, it? It's it's yeah. or, or or the stage version of her personality. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah, got to see the different, so, yeah, you know, yeah. the slightly more subdued or whatever, or or, yeah. or possibly slightly yeah. more outrageous yeah, version, yeah, yeah, probably no. a bit of both. Yeah. But I, I, watching it on Saturday uh, the other week, I thought, Jesus, is it is kind of a bit like 
um, the audience is the cat and she's holding the ball of yeah, wool. Yeah, like yeah. she's yeah. sort of doing, you know, really working that crowd in and out. Yeah, like. she does. Well, I think too, she knows how. I mean, because I remember seeing her on her very first tour when, which right. was in two thousand, I think, when she was supporting Tim yeah, Flynn, and right. I remember, and and obviously didn't know her at all then, but I remember going to that show and just going, she has got something, something, and that, yeah. I think that was her first tour. Probably, I didn't see her then, but but I, she. That would be about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, I don't know, yeah. I yeah. mean, she's just brilliant. She has the perfect mix of, you know, ego versus humility. You know, nobody wants to see, mm-hmm. you know, you need the ego to be there and be able to yeah, yeah. Hold, hold your ground and be funny and keep everyone in, but you also need humility so that people don't, you mm-hmm. know, just go, oh, what an asshole. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, she's very, very, very clever. Yeah, it just seemed to me that, I mean, it worked very well with the two of you, but I just kind of, I sort of... Yeah, maybe it is just that thing that uh, that you that you hit on straight away is that sh- she's got a bigger audience. Of course. Yeah. So therefore, your name got out to more people as a result of that. Absolutely. So therefore, it was a good career. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a career. Totally. Yeah. But I just sort of felt like, uh, you know, your name came up a bit more, or yeah. if I mentioned your name, people, you know, didn't have to explain it. I didn't yeah. have to get the CD and go like, yeah. it's this person. Yeah. You know, like people had had heard of you, and yeah, I think yeah. it was as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all that hard work <laughs> you've yeah. oh, done no, before I mean, all of that. All, but that. But do you know what I mean? So it's, it's like a stepping stone. Of thing, course. Like. And, it's like, and it's like that thing we were talking about before. It's like it's, it can be quite hard to quantify mm. exactly what the thing was, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this cumulative thing of That's all, right. all and, putting in towards And the, then one thing seems like it's the action where it all fell into place, but yeah. but that's sort of like a, I don't know, a, a catalyst or something yeah. like it. You know, it's a, a yeah. part of it that, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, what pe- the things that people pick up on and go, oh, you know. As I say, that's just totally my yeah, perception. Well, that's I just mean, my... That's, that, that's, yeah, just as valid as anyone else's. So oh, well, <laughs> you know, it's very kind, oh. very kind of you to say you're in a minority. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so then there's, yeah, so there's quite a bit of work that's gone on between albums. Yeah. Um, how do you sustain yourself through that? What are you doing touring a lot yeah. yeah that's been the main thing for me like yeah. I um and how does that how do you keep that fresh I mean just doing all sorts of different ones different I guess. lineups yeah, different totally ideas. and I always make sure I mean you have to if you want to sustain that audience is you've got to always be bringing something a bit different yeah. you know like I wouldn't do you know I'd bring the same a different lineup or yeah. a different you know or I'm solo or I'm yeah. with someone else or different guests yeah you know, different opening acts or your opening for someone else yeah totally yeah, different, different style venues and different yeah so mm. I'm very aware of that of, of keeping it keeping it interesting basically and, and making sure that you really because I think that's one thing that and because, for me because I'm a I'm kind of a sideline artist in that I'm not on commercial radio yeah. you know so I don't have that I, I still and yet to kind of break through that profile which commercial radio affords you but yeah. I I feel like the fans that I, hope, I do have hopefully you can hold out and stay away from it for as long, <laughs> as, you, long as you can <laughs> that would be my advice yeah yeah well I, you know from a purist sense of course yeah. but then you know from a bank account sense uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd take it yeah no but but in terms of I, I feel very um, yeah just really fortunate with my audience that they are you know they may be small but they that I feel like they're really well it's They're really committed, you know, like they really supportive and. It's nice to hear you use the phrase "my audience," you know, rather than an audience. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. you you have some understanding that you have an audience now, obviously, yeah. and that there's repeat business and yeah. that there's um, recognition, not yeah. just 
I mean, I'm sure you'll still turn up and play to anyone that's interested, but yeah. it doesn't sound like it's that hit and hope thing yeah. that you actually know that there are people who are interested in what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I feel like... That I, has to be uh, a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot more confident, I guess, these days that it's... That, that they are there. That it's going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, but also I think, and I feel strongly about this, and, and sometimes I am made aware of it going to other shows, which mm. I, I love going to live music, you know, when, whenever I can, but is that thing about really, really respecting your audience and, and you know, because without without them, you're toast. There's nothing. Yeah. Without an audience, there's no, yeah, yeah, there's there's no, no shows, there's no, no point. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I just feel that you have to be very respectful and just really look after them. And I find, um, you know, and and most people, I think most artists are are pretty highly aware of that too, you know, but the odd one that you'll go to where, where you sort of, where there's this arrogance or this thing where they sort of don't, where there's no acknowledgement of the audience. I find that really, as an audience Mm. member, I find that really difficult. So I always take note of that and I'm like, Mm. okay, that's how that makes me feel as an audience member. Don't Mm -hmm. like it. I'm going to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So So always sort of observing. I mean, outside of Anika, because we've we've sort of riffed on her enough, but, and and it's obvious to me that, that she's good at this, but are there other sort of people you've either worked with or maybe haven't worked with yet that you sort of see as good role models in that area? People that know how to put on a good show that have got their audience down yeah. pat that you know respect them and yeah totally i mean people like don mm. you know he's a, he's a classic example he's, yeah that's true uh, someone who from on the musical side like he always it's so good and it's so yeah. clever and careful and it's it's, it's correct yes yeah. yeah you know like it's <laughs> yeah. so it's always it's right so bloody yeah. smart what he yeah. does and, and lyrically it just yeah. blows my mind you know and you can get the Briscoe's lady and, and the Quran and all these mm. crazy things that you never thought all into one song, mm. you know. So, and, but also as a, you know, so as, as a musician and, and, and as a craft, it's, he's very, he's brilliant, obviously, at what he does there, but but also in a live sense, he's he's another one who's just, he just knows mm. about stagecraft and, and I, well, yeah, I always love going to his shows and, mm. and just observing and, yeah, and, and listening, you know, I love I love the music. So. Yeah, his show at the Paramount earlier this year was was amazing. Yeah, was that with the three piece, just the three pieces? Yeah, the and they played the whole album. Yeah, and then they came back and did like the second set of yeah. sort of you know bits and mutton birds bits and and, pieces, and yeah. blam and the other two solo albums. Yeah, yeah. Like bits and pieces in front lawn. Yeah, yeah, that was I saw that show in Christchurch. Yeah, a great one, wasn't it? yeah. It's yeah. funny. I always think, I mean, because I, I only have three albums out now, but I. And sometimes I have trouble when I'm writing my set list. I'm like, oh, I want to yeah. do that, but I want to. But what do I? But people always want that song, damn, you know. And you never have room. And then I think of people like Don, or you know, with yeah, so yeah, much yeah, back catalogue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just a drop of the pond. But people that have huge back yeah. catalogues and huge yeah. back catalogues are hits. You know how? Mm. What the hell does Paul Simon do? They yeah, just yeah. Write a set list. Yeah. I was, how do you build up a set list for you now? And and I guess more interestingly for me, how much of the new album gets an airing at the moment? I would think quite a lot. Yeah, quite. So, uh, but you, know, you haven't gone down that path of we're going to play you play the whole album, album and then no, no. I quite. I think um, definitely. You know, as you say, the album's just come out, so it's still very fresh and 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 it's and partly selfishly, it's much more interesting to play when it's new. Of course, you know, you're still, I guess, in a sense, even though even though you've lived with them a bit, 
in, in one regard, you're probably still getting to know those songs yeah. in terms of in terms of putting them on the stage and sending yeah. them out to people. Yeah, you're probably totally. still probably still quite interested in their response, yeah. as you say with your previous albums. You know to a degree, you kind of know <laughs> yeah. which ones work the best. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah. At the moment, like, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff from from Drylands in there, but also, um, I now I I. Try, I always try and balance my sets as well because uh, you can feel in, a, in an audience when an audience has had too much too much of one thing, you know, like they might need, mm-hmm. they just need a little break, something a little bit light and upbeat or, mm. you know, so I, I, I'm definitely aware of that when I'm, um, when I'm lining it up and also I like to, um, you know, to give a bit, not... Uh, you know, I don't sort of sit there and pull the song apart and say this was about this or whatever. But I like to, you know, mm. just do an bit intro. Of context. Yeah, exactly. Give some, some of them a bit of context, or some of, them, or just make sure that it's going to tie in in terms of the actual show rather than just a bunch of songs. Well, Dryland struck me as, um, you know, quite an intense record. Like, really great. You know, I've got, I, I, I sort of tr- tried to say as many nice things about it as I could. Thank you. But, um, but. In a really good way, quite an intense listen. There's a, yeah. sort of a lot going on, yeah. um, arrangement-wise, that nothing's ever too busy. But there's lots of things to pick out. Like yeah, there's lots yeah. of nice uh, instrumental yeah. things to pick out. And then there's, by and large, these are you know songs that, well, I guess, do one of the main functions of songs. They tell stories. You yeah. Know, so there's a lot in there for people. So I'm sure yeah. a bit of unpacking is kind of re- from you is kind of required. Yeah. Well, people seem to. Um, I think if you give a little bit, a little bit of context at the start, a little bit of juice, then they're juice looking for out people, for that and a bit more. Things. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and people yeah. will often that's something feedback that I often get. After, you know, when you sort of talk to people after the show, um, people often say, "Oh, you know, I loved hearing about such and such, and I'd love to hear more." Or yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. seem to be. Um, you know, as long as long as you present it in a, you know, you've got to be humorous and you've got to, mm. you know, you're not just like this song was about the time when I blah blah, you know, mm. like that straight away nobody cares. But if you can sort of manage to, you know, make it into an anecdote and tie it in somehow. Then mm. But I see what I'm just sort of thinking there is. You know, I'm sure there's some there are well there are some people that have always done this, but it seems to me now that. Um, you kind of have to be on a little bit longer. You have to, um, you know, if you if you make that decision to stick around and talk to people after the show or to actively, as people do, sit at a table and sign records and pose for photos and sign, you know, whatever, or just or just hang around. You know, yes, you're meeting them and you might, you know, not be quite like what you're like on stage, but yeah. it's still your performer persona is what people yeah. want to see. Yeah. You're building an they don't extra... want to see you tired and like yeah they don't want ex- and, and mind, complaining yeah. about it they oh, want no. you've got to be up of so you're sort of building an extra half hour or, or longer I would say a lot longer yeah. in a lot of cases into your set aren't you oh, and <laughs> well even doing this I mean, <laughs> I mean a lot of people find it hard work talking to me but I mean like doing interviews yeah. um, there's more of the cell involved it seems these days because. Yeah. It's that kind of drift net approach, isn't it? Yeah. As what we said before, you don't quite know what's going to hit, what's going to stick. Yeah, that's true. I think the thing 
good. When you go home and you update your social oh, media God. about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. God, social media. But, I mean, that's <laughs> become a necessary evil now. You know, that's how we that's find out. That's what I mean, yeah, That's yeah. how we find out about everything. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, you're right. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But the, the thing about after the show, I know what you mean. Like, you do, you come off stage and you're kind of sweaty and your makeup's halfway down to your face and you're kind of so tired, but you... You know, because obviously you're buzzing in the show and you've got that big adrenaline yeah. rush and then afterwards you get that, you know, the kind of slump. But for me, I, and it's again about talking about the audience, I feel like it's just quite a nice way to finish the night. Yeah. And, and you get to, um, you get to, I mean, you get to, you know, you have some pretty banal conversations, you know, sure. as you go through, but you also meet some really cool people that... Yep you'll just have a really nice interaction with yep. that, that. Oh, look, I, th- I always think it's amazing. I go back to when the first time I was aware of it was when I first moved to Wellington in 1995 and I went and saw Chris Isaac. And I was, you know, I was kind of a fan. Like, I, I love Wicked Game and I, and I yeah. you know, and I knew a couple of his records. I love that song. Yeah, and I was, I was, it was more the fact that I was in a city where you could go and see someone like that. So yeah. I bought a ticket, yeah. front row centre by myself as a sort of dickhead nineteen-year-old, and I went to it. And then he announced, you know, it was and it was a great show. And he had this new album out at the time, and he played a lot of stuff off of that. But he played you know, a lot of stuff I didn't know, but it was just very good. Yeah. And of course, he played the things I did know. But then he sort of announced that he was gonna. Um, wait round and talk to people after and I kind of went what someone does that you know and yeah. I've probably only been to half a dozen shows or something at yeah, that point right. you know and so I went and you know m- you know bought the bought one of the CDs and his drummer signed it and he signed it and then like I watched him you know I just sort of stood around and watched I probably looked like a creepy stalker but I was just amazed at how much energy he put into yeah. talking to yeah. every single one and then it got to sort of towards the end where there weren't many people left and I went back and had a second stab at I think I went back to get his oh, signature one of those guys no I'm <laughs> fuck I'm so the thing is the thing is I'm so not now no, awesome. uh, I, 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 I've sort of gone the other way like I yeah. kind of wish I could actually more often go up to people and ask for yarn. records to be signed or have a yarn and I yeah. kind of feel like I shouldn't yeah. I sort of I'm sort of that jaded dickhead that thinks well I, I didn't pay for this show, so I'll let the people who paid right. get their film because yeah. they, they kind of have earned it. And I'm, yeah. you know, so I kind of, but, but there are times when I want to do it sometimes yeah. and, and and I don't. But anyway, he, he I sort of said to him something about, uh, you know, I think I went back to get his signature because I'd talked to the drummer and I hadn't got Chris Isaac to sign the CD and I wanted him to as well. And I he, he sort of said to me, I, I sort of, remember saying something to him about, man, you know, this is a lot of work yeah. kind of thing. And he said, you know, he goes, those people that were in there, because it was at the town hall and it was pretty right. pretty big turnout, and yeah. he goes, those people in there paid quite a bit of money to yeah, see me tonight. Yeah. And um, and he goes, and as a result, I live in quite a nice house, you yeah. know? And and he, and, and he just sort of laughed about it, and he goes, and, and, and I sort of owe them. Yeah, so yeah. whatever they want from me within reason, yeah. I kind of feel like they've bought me for the night. And I think, like, fuck, that's a dangerous precedent because yeah. I think you, you've probably played to audiences where you think, shit, you don't own me for the night. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't own yeah, me for the yeah. night. I'm just here for an hour and I'll, yeah. I'll chat to you after. But yeah. it doesn't mean I'm your jukebox. Yeah. So that's a dangerous precedent. But I always sort of thought that was a nice way of way describing of it for at, him, a nice way of looking yeah. at it. Like, yeah, okay, like, you know, it's a long day, but we all have long days at work. And, this is, and this is really great and I love it. Yeah. And, I, and in his case, 
especially then, it's like he was obviously being compensated duly yeah. for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting thing. Cause, and people often say, you know, like particularly you doing interviews, sort of people often say, oh, you know, it's... It's, it's such hard work being a musician, isn't it? You know, you work so hard, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah, it is hard work, and yeah, I do mm. work hard, but you work hard too, you know? Like oh, I, don't, I don't, but... But, uh, <laughs> but um, everyone's job but is hard, yeah, that's you right. know? Like, yeah, it's yeah. not like a big, because you're a musician, you're that's, this unique thing. That uh, talk to the person you know. from Wellington City Council that collects bottles. His job's so hard, he fucking forgets mine, so, you know? Um, but, yeah, do- doctors, yeah. <laughs> our oh, work, you know, course. whoever else, yeah, teachers, yeah, yeah, yeah. the... the the people that look after my son when he's at daycare. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. They all yeah. have, you know, hard so, jobs. So, yeah, so I sort of feel like that thing about, uh, you know, meeting people after the show and, and, and part of it, you know, is to, you know, obviously you sign CDs and that and that helps you from a, you know, from that point of view, mm. get, getting more getting more out there. But um, but also, yeah, I mean, I have to agree with Chris Isaac, the, like you you're there because of those people and if they want to chat to you then it's you know then it's my pleasure to chat to yeah, you yeah, sort yeah. of thing you know like and that, yeah. I mean, that's quite genuine like I genuinely enjoy no, no, I talking get, to those you know talking to people I the, get, the odd time you get a, a weirdo but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's I, fine I, I get that from you and, and, and you know I've seen that before and um, I want to ask you a little bit about um, how you put the songs together, which is such a dumb yeah. way of leading into this. No. Um, I just sort of felt like the new album songs, Australian songs, is very, I don't know, sophisticated. Well, thank I, you. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just felt that there was, um, which is not to say I haven't haven't liked the other albums yeah. and the other work, but I yeah. felt like it was a real, a real big step up, and I wondered if you did, and if you can. If you can do that, you're probably quite tied to some, at least, of the other songs. Yeah. Can you look at it that way? It's very hard to be objective about your own mm. work. I find mm. that it's and probably I, best not to be, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, um, and I feel like I've just said this in another interview somewhere, just like yeah. you were saying before. <laughs> yeah. I have to be careful I don't turn into a, um, a jukebox. But um, I... I suppose it's that thing that just by virtue of time, hopefully mm. you get better at what you do and you observe more and you can you are better at crafting it and, you know. Do you think so maybe that's were there external influences that you think opened your ears more or anything like that? No, I don't think you, so much no. on the writing. I think um I mean I was listening I mean I'm always listening to a lot of yeah. I listen to a lot of stuff. I listen to stuff, you know, mm. sort of incessantly once I get hooked on something. Mm. But uh, no, nothing that I can that I can pinpoint really in terms of the writing. Like I, I always, um, I always sort of strive that I will become a better writer or that I will, at some stage, work out a better system for it. But I never, yeah. n- you know, I, I sort of never seem to get round to it. And I'm always like, shit, here I am again, just scribbling stuff down and you know yeah. hashing it out on the guitar and yeah. and that's that's how this one came about essentially again but uh, yeah it's a I find it really hard to to work out what it is that that made yeah. a particular song pop different or, or yeah, not yeah. Or, you know um well let's do a let's do another plug for this tour and um tell me how uh it came about with Julia did you was it as simple as you I mean I know she's working on you know, a new she's album and new album, and all yeah. of that. So she's gonna want to hit the road anyway. But yeah. how did you guys well connect up for this? That is a good question because we 
I initially didn't ask Julie because I knew that that she was working on this new album. And mm. She's not going to want to open for me, like. Yeah, yeah, well, of course. I mean, yeah. plainly, like, she's not going to want to. You know, who? Why would you do that? When yeah. you, you know, you have a, a bigger profile, but um, I, you know, because so we we did the the release tour in, in um, April May, and then I, I really wanted to do another run and just a short run, but bigger venues and, um, you know, towards the end of this year, and so initially my. First of all, it was just going to be, um, you know, just with a band and no and no support. And mm. then I was talking to Anika, who for a little while Anika was gonna, you know, gonna jump on and mm. and and do some stuff with me. And we were gonna, uh, yeah, I'm not actually sure how we were gonna build yeah, yeah, build yeah. that. And then, but that was that all, out, but you know, yeah. that's the good thing about Anika. She's yeah. not precious at all. You know, yeah, she's yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah, if I'm around, you know, I'll do it. Um, and then Anika had some possible stuff coming up in the UK and. Uh, we're backwards and forwards, and then Jules just mess- just sent me a message on Facebook one day when I was sitting at my desk, just all these bits of paper going, right, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then I just sort of, you know, just I was like, this is random, but you don't want to, you know, what are you doing at the end of October sort of thing? And uh, she's like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, uh, we've been friends for, for a long yeah. time too, and, yeah. and, and I love, love her work. Like, I think she's yeah. one of the best singers in the country. Yeah, down. absolutely. You know, if not the best, she's phenomenal, phenomenal and, singer and amazing writer and and um, a and really, guitarist actually. So. And and a really um, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, diverse singer, like yeah. really capably diverse oh, across. The, you insane. know, like seeing those things like the the sort of theatre shows and tribute yeah. shows she's done. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Well, I didn't see the Joni Mitchell yeah. one, but I know she did that. But um, seeing the uh, Jacques Brel show, for yeah. example, was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's just. You're right. It's that 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 she's got so much diversity in what she can mm. do. You know, she can just she can whisper, she can growl, or she mm. can howl. You know, mm. like it's and it's always seems she can, like Yeah, yeah. Really and she can she can write her version of a country tune, or yeah, she can yeah. write uh, you know a great little pop tune, or. Yeah you know, a snarly kind of rocker or... Totally. Like yeah. that, uh, um, the Modern Fables album. Yeah. Like I, that's still one of my go-to classic albums. Like mm. I, it's, it's a really good it's record. It's perfect. It's like a perfect album. Like mm-hmm. I can listen to it right through. There's no skipping. No filler. There's yeah. no, you know, yeah. and so... Yeah, I mean, when she's... Okay, so, yeah. what's, so what, what's, the, what's the kind of um, big sell, I mean, apart from to, to give you more money, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's <laughs> the, or, sorry, okay, apart from to give you some money, um, if that's better. <laughs> just, to pay, just to pay the venue higher, <laughs> yeah, 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 just, yeah. Fine, yeah, just to, just to break yeah. even, let's start yeah, yeah. with breaking even. Okay. And then to we'll... give you some money so you can give it to some other people who own venues, yeah, yeah, yeah. why should people come to the show? Just because it's, um... What are they going to? It's gonna, a really great show. What are they going to get it's from it? Really <laughs> it's uh, it's probably the best show you're ever going to see. Um, <laughs> no, I mean it's uh, it, it'll be you know even though it's with a band it'll be it'll be pretty intimate like the the Wellington Wellington venue is at the Paramount so yeah it's such a great um, place to see gigs. Good space. Well, because we saw the SJD show there with strings yeah, right. recently which was amazing and and uh, you know obviously the Don McGlashan one it's yeah. been nice going to to a few gigs there again yeah um that's a good yeah well, a that, really good I think that, that was part of the thing for this tour I wanted spaces that were special as well so yeah. like Auckland we play at Crystal Palace yeah theatre and then Paramount here and then we play Isaac Theatre Royal and Christchurch so mm. they're all very 
the mm. venues themselves are very special. So yeah. when you take, um, if I may say so, a good show, if you take a good yeah, yeah. show into a special venue... The best venue, show you're ever going to see. Exactly, the best show yeah. you're ever going to see yeah. into, a, into a special venue, then mm. you have... that can be Those can be really magic nights. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great fun. And have you got new songs already? That you all... That you let all... Well, what I, I what, what I mean is, are there things you left off the album that you could go to, or no, is everything that was left off the album junk? Um, I don't mean have you half written a new album already and oh. why you being so slack. I didn't. I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, there's definitely stuff that that we you know because the album I guess was quite it's already 50 minutes so it's pretty long. Um, well, the album as it is, you know, 13 songs on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So th- there are a couple that um, that didn't make it into the album, but I feel like we. In terms of time with the set list, like there's you have really, enough. Uh, yeah, there's you have enough, enough that you know, you're covering. And uh, well, you, have you gone back to the previous albums and found things that you have didn't play as often that are working now, or like, or do you know pretty much what year? I have a fairly good idea, I think, of what what's going to work. Yeah, and and I think too, when you like with a with a band, it's nice to play. Um, you know the the upbeat stuff that really kicks it with yeah. the band, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And and that also breaks up the ones that are, you know, because obviously there's there's a few in there that are, you know, just quite quiet and intense. So it's good to it's good to give the audience that roller coaster, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic! Well, I look forward to the um, look forward to the tour. Yeah, thank you. And is there anything else you want to plug or get out there or? Um, rant or dismiss or rave about while oh, you're while you're still here wow that's a pretty that's a pretty <laughs> it's an open, open, it's an open yeah well that's, me, eh? that's what it's no, about I just, I just hope everyone has a nice day where they are and a nice afternoon and and maybe if you've been on facebook for most of the day maybe you should be like me and sort of log out for a couple of hours and go yeah. for a walk or is thanks it, for listening really that's yeah is that something you try to do I do well. You know, like when you're regularly? self-employed, you have to because yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you're you're on it because partly for work. You know, you've got mm. to be, you've got to stay connected, but also there's there's yeah, this, chronic time waste in there. Well, this is my new thing: is the computer stays here. Yeah. So everything's done in this room. Yeah, right. Podcasts are done in this room. The computers in this room. The stereos in this room, and it didn't. It used to be all done in different. But right. that, the computer used to come with me almost wherever I went, of including course. including to bed. Yeah. Sit, you know, pick it up, zone. pick it up, and first thing in the morning, and sit in bed and check things, which is fucking atrocious. So now, yeah. the computer's here, and if I want to go and watch a film, I actually watch a film rather than watch it through the filter of what's happening on Facebook. Yes. And that, that, and that, we're not even talking about going out and exercising yeah. and getting outside, but that has been a revelation to me just the last few weeks. It's sad that <laughs> sad yeah, that, that yeah, needed yeah. to happen. But well, what I find is that if I log out of those things, and then if I open the, you know, because you. Like, you know, force of habit, you just open the window again, yeah. and then you're like, and then to get back into it, you have to log in, and that gives you your brain two seconds to go, What am I logging in for? Yeah, what do I actually need? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's now got to the point where I'm, hopefully I'm not alone, but I go to, I'll just check my emails, yeah. and then it's like half an hour is killed, yeah, because you've reacted to one thing, you yeah. know, whether it's open a link or yeah. see something else, exactly. and even sometimes half an hour's killed, and you walk away and then go, Oh, I didn't actually check my emails. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. something flashed up on the screen. I know. And I dealt with that, and that sent me to whatever fucking wormhole. Yeah. yeah, we've got a few first world problems happening, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's an old story, it's nothing new, and it runs its course from me to you. Back and forth, red, grey, to blue, it's an old story, it's nothing new.
Stones and the grass is green across the road.